Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. Now, it's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast. You can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin. I'm the National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA. I'm joined today by three incredibly awesome folks. Uh, first, why don't we uh, why don't we say hi to Stephen McFadden? How are you doing? Hey, happy St. Patrick's Day! Yeah, it is St. Patty's, and we are all wearing green. Thanks to Meg for the for the shirt sponsor. Thank you, Meg. Thanks, thanks <laughs> to Stephen McFadden at Perfect Promotions and more for uh, for the embroidery job. Really nice, nicely done, sir. Yeah, very Thank nice. <laughs> Meg Erber, how are you doing? I think I've reached that age where I'm ready to pass the torch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what that torch is? <laughs> not, not, not sure what that means, but please tell us. It's that torch to all us competitive old people when we finally realize that we're not 23 anymore. We just, we pass it. Uh, we're like, you know what? I've hit that mark in my life where I'm never actually drinking again. <laughs> Here you go, 23 year olds of the world. This is all you. It's your time to shine. You know what? I think it's just COVID. You know, COVID and not going out mm -hmm. and keeping up the tolerance, Meg. I, I think once you get back out there, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll look. AC Atlantic, Atlantic City is not going to be the same without you. So well, we'll say. It's not going to. I mean, just for the record, it's Wednesday. Okay, I went out on Saturday. <laughs> just. Oh boy. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, we are. I'm super excited for today's episode, guys. Uh, first of all, we're joined by a very special guest. But before we introduce him, uh, this this podcast today is brought to you by TechWeld USA, made in a world filled with uh, worry regarding overseas products. They offer many USA-made products to help separate themselves from, from the promotional products pack. Uh, look, hand sanitizers due to the coronavirus outbreak, that's something that's uh, obviously trending worldwide. The CDC recommends sanitizing and washing your hands to prevent the spread of the disease. Uh, they've got many sanitizer SKUs that can help combat the spread of the virus. Uh, we'll talk FDA compliance as well. They've got a lot of FDA compliant uh, products. Uh, in time of uncertainty, knowledge that a product is FDA compliant is key in allowing the customer to feel at ease when placing an order. Uh, so go check them out at techweld.com. That's at techweld.com. That's T-E-K-W-E-L-D.com. You won't be sorry that you did. RJ Messenger, you're a rock star, sir. Uh, why don't you tell the folks that are, that are tuning in who you are, how you got started in the promotional products industry, and what you've been up to since? Perfect. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me, guys. Um, this is my first of many podcasts I've done that have actually been on the screen printing industry. So I'm like, oh, I'm actually being recognized in my industry for something, you know? So <laughs> you know, I'm recognized on TV for a guy with face tattoos and a billionaire thing, but not screen printing. So this is a first for me. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my name is RJ Messenger. Um, I live in Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's a very small, we call it a small, big city here. Um, everyone knows everyone, uh, unfortunately, but sometimes that is beneficial <laughs> to business and networking. Um, and so I own Iron Empire Clothing. It's a uh, clothing brand. We have our own house brand or retail brand. That's how it started. But now over the last two or three years, we've grown into having a custom screen printing company off of that. We kind of did it reverse. I think from what I've learned over the years is most people have their screen printing equipment and they're printing for other people. And then boom, they start a retail brand. Well, I flipped it. I did it the other way because I did it on accident. It was a hobby. It wasn't meant to be a business. Um, you know, I have a crazy, you know, life and backstory before all this uh, that I, you know, don't have really time to get into, but it's out there if you want to find out. 
And uh, I was working full-time for the city of Erie, had a really good job, uh, benefits, health insurance, pension, union. And I took 300 bucks and said, hey, you know, I kind of want to start a hobby. You know, let's start a clothing brand and come up with a design or two. Started 300 bucks, printed as many shirts as possible, outsourced it to a friend of mine. He printed my first run. I sold them to friends and family. I sold out like a week and a half. So now I'm selling like 700 bucks. I don't need it because I have a good job. So $700, let's see how many shirts I can get. And just kept flipping and flipping and flipping. And by that was in March of 2015. And by the end of that year, we already had our first brick and mortar opened up for our own retail brand locally uh, because the amount of local support that we were receiving. Um, So, you know, fast forward a little bit into 2016, I was kind of, all right, do I keep this as a hobby or do I join this world of entrepreneurship, which I know absolutely nothing about. And I know nothing about business. I didn't go to college, nothing. And, um, give it a try. So I retired early with the city. I threw out that American dream, supposedly. I think that's what they call it. Um, took a leap of faith and said, let's give this a try. And I know nothing about business, but let's see where it takes us. Um, so it was only about a year later, about two years in, uh, we invested in our own screen printing equipment, you know, our own little four by four. Um, I had a friend that kind of helped me learn how to do it, uh, do all the printing and the process and everything. And obviously everyone here knows that usually when you learn how to do it, you fuck up a lot of stuff. Um, so there's a lot of that, but it was okay. Cause we were printing our own stuff. We weren't printing for other people. I was like, let's cut out the middleman, you know, sorry friend that was printing my stuff, but let's cut them out. Let's invest 10 grand in our own equipment and cut our costs in half. Not realizing that we have already created a brand for Iron Empire locally and people were already saying, hey, can you print for my team? Or, hey, can you print for my event coming up? Mm. By the way, we want your logo on our shirts because we love Iron Empire. So here we are, you know, five years later, we're now in a a much larger location. Um, We have our location that we're in now with our production facility, office area and a small storefront. And we just opened up um, up in our mall, uh, a full on retail store for our brand. Uh, there so we have a retail brand store and then we have our production store i guess if you would want to call it that um and you know we started a couple years ago as a small four by four now i've got a you know four by four six by six and then just a couple months ago we invested in our first auto so that's awesome that's incredible that is incredible that's a story that's a great thanks for coming So for those of you that that might be wondering, scratching your chin, trying to figure it out if, uh, you know, RJ looks familiar to you or not, RJ is kind of a TV star. He was uh, on a a show called Undercover Billionaire, and uh, they're actually, they're, they're, well, they've filmed season two already, and actually that's coming out now. Uh, But RJ was on season one, and uh, so basically the premise of this show was uh, a guy by the name of Glenn Stearns. Uh, who happens to be this billionaire and uh, I believe his background is in finance and banking. And um, so ultimately he, he decided he wanted to throw down the gauntlet and, and, and basically say, I bet you placed the ultimate bet, you know, said, I bet you I can start with a hundred dollars in my pocket and turn it into a million dollar business in 90 days. And this is the premise of the show. And I got to tell you, uh, you know, I watched the first episode and was absolutely hooked because it's something everybody can relate to and really hold on to. And just to see that journey and the struggle that goes along with it. I mean, it just gives you so much, um, you know, strength and, and encouragement to like go out and do better, to be completely honest with you. And RJ, uh, you know, he actually, he actually reached out to you as a screen printer in the area to hire for temp work. You basically came in, worked six hours, and made 60 bucks. You offered him his first job, basically. 
so, you know, his whole journey started with that and it developed a relationship between you and him. So why don't you give us a little bit of uh, history on Undercover Billionaire and sort of that whole journey? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, first of all, the journey was absolutely incredible. Um, probably one of the most- it really was. It was really inspiring to watch. Just you guys, had, I don't want to ruin it, but like, you, like just doing stuff out of the goodness of your hearts and trying to help people, like it means a lot in this industry and it goes really far. So we all appreciate that. So thank Definitely. you. Definitely. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, but, you know, the reality of it is some guy didn't just show up at my doorstep with a bunch of cameras and said, hey, are you hiring? Because if that would have happened, I would have said, Turn the cameras off. Let's talk. What the hell is going on, right? <laughs> so the production team, uh, they were they were um, scouting around the, the country. Okay, you know where's that perfect city that's maybe not doing so well and maybe lost a lot of like the production, you know, jobs and and all that, you know, those jobs. But you know, has a good entrepreneurship uh, mentality there. You know, local businesses are thriving, and they land on Erie. So I think what happened is they had reached out to the film office here and said, hey. We're coming to film a documentary. It's called The American Dream. Um, and this guy, Glenn Bryant, um, he's a 55-year-old, uh, you know, nine-to-five guy. Nothing special about him, right? And he just got over throat cancer a couple of years ago. So he really wants to, hey, I want, I want to start a business. I really want to start living my life since I got over this cancer and beat it. If we end up in Erie would you be interested in being a part of the documentary by possibly helping him make some money while he's here, give him some good business advice. You know, they're like everything we hear about you, it kind of, you and Glenn kind of resemble each other. A lot of the same, you know, family history or background and stuff. I said, yeah, you know, sure. Let's, you know, I'm all for helping someone. If I get a little bit of exposure on a Netflix documentary or whatever the hell it might be. Great. Um, never talked about getting paid for it. Just said, yeah, let me know when the time comes. Fast forward like a year and a half later, wow. they're here in Erie, wow. you know, they're ready to go. Uh, so, yeah. So I said, you know, I, I, I can use some help. Um, very close to St. Patrick's day. We're printing a bunch of shirts and uh, I had met Glenn and we just clicked. It was like almost too good to be true. Right. Um, so I was, you know, his first relationship, friendship job, whatever you want to call it here in Erie. And yeah, he learned everything about screen printing, or at least what I knew. Um, you know, I look back at the at the clips and already, you know, two years later, I'm like, did I, what, is that how I was doing that back then? Why the hell was I wasting my time doing this this way? Yep, exactly. So, so yeah, I even, I let him print some jobs for us, you know, some shirts here and there. And it was absolutely true. I said, listen, you mess up. It's coming out of your pay because, you know, I'm, I'm relying on you. You need to make some quick money, but you can't also be costing me money um how many shirts did he spoil there's a couple i think yeah there's a I mean, couple. granted did yeah. you have, did and, you have and, burn the screens too or no yeah yeah i showed him we, we did a little bit of screen washing yeah uh, washing. You know, washing the screens out reclaiming them and he burned a couple of screens but honestly it was he didn't work for me for weeks it was like a couple days here and there he came in just to make a little bit of that cash on the side to help go into whatever he was doing mm -hmm. and in my mind Again, you know, we didn't know it was a TV show. We didn't know it was Discovery Channel. We didn't know that I'm, I'm mentoring this billionaire, right? And, um, uh, and so we had no idea. We had no idea. When I say we, I'm talking for myself. Even after the first couple of weeks, I didn't know that he was going to be starting a business and then ask me to be included in it. I figured there was about a week after 
you know, the first couple of weeks where he kind of disappeared. I didn't hear from him. I'm like, okay, well, I did my part, like no big deal. And then boom, it's like, hey, come meet me and the crew. I got some really exciting news I want to talk to everyone about. And he's like, I want to start a brewery slash restaurant. I want all of you guys to help me. We're like, what, what is going on now? We're, now we're helping you build a business, not just, you know, giving you a job. That's where I was like, so how did that happen? How did they all agree to that? <laughs> yeah, it, it was one of those things where I think some of us felt like we were not like we had to because there was cameras there, but, but we already agreed to help the guy. Now he's asking for more help. Like, do we just say, no, Hey, sorry. Thanks for coming to Erie, but get the hell out and go do your own thing and hopefully you succeed. No, like we all felt like we were a part of this now. Okay. So yes, like let's absolutely keep moving forward. We know we're not going to get paid for it and, and see what happens. Yeah, that was actually, you know, our, go ahead, Stephen. I was just say there's a, there's a uh, piece of the story too. I think that's super fitting. Um, definitely shows the power of promo, not only the screen printing side, but in the spirit of St. Patrick's day, I'd hate to overlook it. But when you guys, you know, we're out on the streets, then in the bars, you know, literally selling the shirts off your back, RJ. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like, that's, that just Spoiler goes alert. to show you that, <laughs> you know, the power yeah. of that do you, any, any uh, behind the scenes of that or anything that you want to share about the, that, that whole scene there, that, which was awesome. Yeah. yeah. We're like, so, <laughs> um, All right, so when I started my business, I mean, I never attended like a parade like that, but I, we always set up at events. So I went out, I networked, I met people face to face. And that's what helped over the years grow this huge um, uh, support system in Erie by all the local people here. And we had a bunch of like St. Patrick's Day shirts, like we do every year. We print a Green Iron Empire shirt with a different design or whatever. And we had a bunch sitting around and it was actually his idea. He said, listen, I want to go down and sell some stuff and he makes some money. Well, A, will you come help me? And B, why don't you bring some of your shirts down? And I'm like, man, like, I'm, I'm envisioning my head, you know, St. Patrick's Day Parade, thousands of people down there, thousands of drunk people down there. I'm going to be sober. Do I really want to be walking around with this guy that I just met and then 15 cameras following us around? What is going to happen? Of course, why not? Let's do it, right? <laughs> so, uh, um, I like RJ. He has to be on our team. I just love him. He's so us. Um, us I, I, had, I definitely wanted to ask about the St. Patty's Day situation. I mean, that's why we decided to do the show on this day, because it just happened to fall on St. Patrick's Day. It was two years ago today, basically. And uh, so, but you, you, between you and Glenn, you guys had such a really interesting, uh, I guess, relationship and, and how that sort of flipped. And I guess I wanted to get your perspective on that too, because ultimately, you know, he came in and you were sort of shown in the ropes with the screen printing business, had right. no money at that time. You gave him basically his first $60. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, uh, literally a week later, uh, according to the, yeah. the timeline on the show, he's calling you up saying, Hey, I've got this cool idea. I'm going to go sell a bunch of green shit at the St. Patty's Day Parade. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, how do you, how do you go from hiring this guy that you have no idea who he is or what he does or anything like that to, like how did, how did that hit you? Like, is, is this guy crazy or? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So again, we didn't know the timeline, you know, as the viewer, you know, there was a 90 day timeline for him that he had to get stuff done. So I didn't understand what his, his um, rush was on everything. So again, like he started working for me and then, you know, a couple of days later or whatever, he's like, let's go down and sell these shirts. And I'm like, well, like, I don't know if we need permits and this and that. And like, he's pushing me to do this. And I'm like, shouldn't it be full? Like, shouldn't you be coming in where like now I'm going to come help you. So that's why, like we had a bunch of green shirts sitting around and I, and I told myself, you know what, 
He's going to go down there if I say no. He's going to go down by himself, and he's going to just absolutely bomb, right? Just some random 55-year-old guy mm-hmm. walking down the busiest street in the area for St. Patrick's Day with a parade with a drunk, a bunch of drunk people. Like the like the dog ball scenario where he failed on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. And I'm like, I yeah. can't I, – I morally can't let him go down there by himself and do this. And I, and I knew that, not to be, like, arrogant, but, like, I knew by me being there it would help him not only, like – meet people but tell his story and people are going to come talk to me so i can make the introduction to him and then boom hey buy some glasses or beads or whatever (laughs) and um it was rough for a little bit we first started because we started late the parade had already started so if if you can imagine a parade going down the middle of the street you got people on both sides looking inward towards a parade well we're behind everyone walking on the sidewalk so we're trying to like hey everyone look over here look at us you know look at all the cameras and everything and um but it was like once one person stopped to talk then it was like here comes someone else here comes someone else and uh we ended up doing a really really good job um i think we almost sold everything we had there's a lot of stuff that didn't make the show there was one bar downtown that offered to buy the rest of what we had because they sold out of stuff so we actually ended up selling everything that we had like everything that was left over in the thing he was like here's a couple hundred bucks. I'm going to help you do this, blah, blah, blah. And that went towards the goal of what we needed to make that day. That's, that's cool. super so, cool. That is cool. cool. So then moving forward a little bit further along, he, he gives you the idea, obviously, that he wants to do the brewery. And then uh, because of the timeline that we sort of talked about and that the, the time constraints with the liquor license, that ended up pivoting into uh, what's now Underdog Barbecue, right? Right. Uh, so ha- how did you feel about then – you know, I guess that that won him maybe some credibility, uh, you know, going from being a hiree to doing this part time thing to now like going out and selling some shirts and, and you know, different green gear. Uh, how, how did like I guess that build him some credibility with that. So when he brought you in to talk about this business opportunity, what what were sort of your thoughts then? I I gained a lot of respect for him because, it, like you said, at first, I just thought this was a guy didn't know which route he was going. I realized, okay, like he's serious. Like he's ready to go make money any way possible. And, and if you watch the show, he was like selling the tires. Like you got, we didn't know about that during the time we had no idea he was out here doing, I didn't know he was selling cars. I didn't know he was trying to sell tires. I, we didn't know any of that. Um, so his credibility to me was going up the further more he pushed. Cause I'm like, okay, he's not just here to, you know, look good for the cameras for whatever reason. He legitimately wants to try and start a business. Um, so even when, you know, he sat us down and said, here's my idea. We, I want you guys to be involved. I know, I know nothing about the restaurant industry. I don't know anything about barbecue sauce or barbecue food. Right. And you were like the director of barbecue, like day Absolutely. one. Sauces, rubs, and apparels. Yeah. Perfect for the barbecue. Uh, what, what exactly do you mean? Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what does I that entail? <laughs> yeah. And again, I didn't, I had no idea until after the 90 days, what my involvement was going to be. Um, all I knew is that my network in the city and the people that I knew and my um, large network on social media, the following I have, Hey, I need people that can do barbecue. I'm going to post on Facebook. And next thing you know, I've got 30 people that we can interview or maybe only three of them work out or whatever it is, or, Hey, um, we need help with this. And just using my network to try and help this guy. Um, and, uh, yeah, again, none of us really knew what our roles were going to be, even as we were filming and going forward, we had, we had no idea what to expect, what he was asking of us. Um, the house idea came in we're like, okay, you're flipping a house. How the hell am I supposed to help you? 
oh, okay, you just want me to help demo the entire house. I guess I can do that and, and, and donate and volunteer more of my time. But how fun was that? That was fun. I will say um, <laughs> it wasn't as fun as like, there was a lot of work done there that obviously didn't, wasn't on camera. So it was like, Oh yeah. The parts on camera that you saw me, there's probably like 10 times more that I was there doing stuff, not for the cameras. And that's why I was saying earlier, like a lot of people said, Oh, would well, you do all that without the cameras? Like we did a lot of work without cameras being around us because mm -hmm. we believed in whatever this idea that he had. And the further along we got, the less we began to care about any kind of payout about what the, what the end result would be, who this guy was, why there was cameras there. We just, we all got kind of onto vision, you know, tunnel vision. This is the goal. Let's just make it happen with him. And he's good. I mean, he's good at pitching that and working, you know, he's motivating people. Yeah. You could tell. And I wonder if that clued anyone in, like, who is this guy? Like, you know, cause he's you know. very intelligent, you know, yeah, like the way he definitely. can motivate people and, but I guess you're so close sometimes you just, you just start helping and get, get involved. So, right. So what was one, oh, real quick, sorry. So what was yeah. one thing that you learned from being on the show and like working under Glenn that really helped you get through the pandemic? Because you opened up a retail business. First off, you grew out of your, your, your retail spot. You right. completely killed it. And then you opened up another place in a mall in a pandemic. You must've learned some shit. Like, like, oh, absolutely. What, yeah. I mean, like, what was the biggest takeaway that helped you get through this pandemic? So a little behind the scenes, um, and, and it's, it's public knowledge, it's out there on social media, but I think some people still don't realize it. When cameras were done, we, we finished filming in 90 days, excuse me, even after cameras left, we didn't know, they weren't like, oh, by the way, this is for discovery. So keep in mind, excuse me, I want to say it aired in like, we finished filming early June, and it aired like three months later. That quick, that turnaround. Wow. We didn't know it was even for discovery until a month before it aired. So there's two months in, or one or two months in there where cameras left. We didn't hear from production and they're already working on this TV show that we know nothing about. And we had a big conference call with everyone from the show. And they're like, Hey, big announcement. This is actually for discovery channel and it airs in like a month. So prepare yourselves. And then um, I was actually invited, to, uh, I was one of two of the people on the cast to go out to LA for the big um, uh, media release of the show to sit down on a panel and do it. So that was really cool. cool. Um, but what people don't know and didn't see is after we were done filming, Glenn stayed in Erie for like two weeks. He stayed, hmm. he sat down with everyone at the restaurant, figured out, okay, we're now we're really going to do this. There's no cameras. Now it's time to get to work. Um <laughs> Within that two weeks, he made a deal with me, invested into my company. So Glenn partnered with me on Iron Empire, invested into my company. Um, and at the time, <laughs> why are you I see you over there. I know. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> um, so, Suck him back in, Meg. <laughs> um, so he did that just because of what I did for him, right? And, and I, I had to give him a sales pitch. I, I The store that we're in now, I was working on trying to get the storefront for over a year. I couldn't do it. Too much, too expensive. There's too much that needed to be done. It needed built out this, that. It was a huge expansion for us to do. And I just, I didn't think I was going to be able to do it on my own. So I put it on the back burner. And during the 90 days of helping him, I let go a lot of my business that I had going at the time. You know, if you think about our industry, <laughs> across the board, you know, January, February, and March is slow. 
you know, everyone in retail and screen printing, like no matter how big your business is, you always assume that you're going to slow down the first couple months. Right. So right when we're about to start getting busy again, March, April, guess what I'm doing? I'm busting my ass over here for Glenn where I should be focused on my business to try and get through the last three months. And I'm not. Yeah. So I'm at a point where I'm like, Glenn, like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm at a good point with iron empire where, where I can keep going with it. Would you be interested? Here's the storefront. So he actually, he helped do all that. He invested in the company and we opened up, we went from the old store we were in that you saw on the show. We closed that down in July and had a grand opening November 21st. A couple mm -hmm. months later, we had a whole new storefront and production room built out for Iron Empire where we had a grand reopening, everything. You know, Glenn came in for it um, and really, really helped take the business to the next level. And before he got involved, there was me as the owner, as a graphic designer, which I don't, I don't do graphic design. So I had like people help me on the side, me as the person making the screens. You, everyone knows how that is when they start out. And I had one, yeah. <clears throat> one retail store associate and one screen printer. He goes, I'm not going to do this with you unless you build a team around you like he did for himself. So that's exactly what I did. I said, you know what? That's You're absolutely right. I can't do everything, even though I know I'm the best at everything I do. Um, nobody can do it better than me. Uh, and I did, I surrounded myself with the best team of people possible to help grow this business that, you know, is now thriving. Um, so I want to throw that out there. So that definitely helped us get to where we are today. Um, but what we did is through the pandemic, um, I'm sure if, uh, some of you in the screen printing industry is familiar with Printavo. Uh, so we've recently been using them for the last two years or so for invoicing and stuff. And they put this platform out, that merch platform. So we can create online fundraisers, you know, through invoices and quotes and this and that. And I happen to see someone, another screen printing company talking about how is at the beginning of the pandemic and the shutdown, how they were going to utilize that to raise money for local businesses and stuff. I said, you know what? I haven't heard anyone near you talk about it yet. We put together our own thing. We called it the local supporting local campaign. So we personally reached out to hundreds of local businesses, nonprofits, sports teams, schools, whoever, who normally would be a customer of ours that can't be anymore because they don't have money. They can't have their event where they need 300 shirts mm -hmm. for it anymore. So we reached out and said, we want to create these online fundraising platforms for you. And it's, it's nothing new. It's been going on for years, but we just hit a niche in the area where it just wasn't being done yet. And over the entire shutdown over a couple months, we end up doing, I think we launched over a hundred of these stores and we're able to donate back almost $30,000 to the community here through mm -hmm. money that we raised for local businesses, nonprofits. And if you know anything about Iron Empire, you can go all the way back to day one of when we started. We've always been involved in the community, always giving back, volunteering, uh, you know, building handicap ramps for people with wheelchairs, anything that we can do, we've always done. So this is a way for me to give back to the community, but also the community help us get through the shutdown. So instead of us closing down, we stayed open. I had to stay open. I was paying my employees, you know, whatever way I can, you know, yeah. and um, keep them busy. Um, and we just, when everything opened back up, we were already busy. We were booming. We weren't starting from a lot of screen printing shops in the area. They just, nope. Doors locked, can't do any orders. Sorry. We yeah. said, fuck that. Come to us. We'll do it because I don't give a shit. Let's do it. If we get shut down, I'm going to move everything into my garage and we'll print out of my garage if we have to. Um, and because of that, here we are 
January, February, and March of this year, and we've quadrupled last year's sales in each month so far. That's amazing, RJ. That is absolutely amazing. I am so proud of you. Like I Thank just you. met you today, but I am so proud of you because that's no easy feat. It, it isn't like doing what we do. You had to become essential. Like we were all freaking out. Like, what do we do? What do we do? You know, right. and our idea at SNS or my idea was like, I have to sell masks because none of my customers are selling anything. I need to get them back to work. Like I have to get them back to work. So we brought in those first set of masks and then we brought, now we have like 71 different masks. Not that anyone needs them anymore, but at that time, it was like, what is the right thing to do? So, I mean, that's just really amazing to hear. Um, and I think you did a really amazing job and I'm glad that they let you do this um, with your branding throughout the show. Like everywhere I looked, I saw a Next Level t-shirt or a Belly Canva t-shirt and that's something very nice with your branding on, on the back, on the front. And I, like, that's good. That's good marketing. That's really good marketing. Just Oh yeah, I made sure that I, I told them, I said, I'm going to wear Iron Empire in every single thing we do or under, obviously underdog, or underdog. I found yeah. out that was the business, <laughs> yeah. but you're not going to tell me like, you can tell me to take off Nike clothes, whatever you want, but you're not going to tell me to take this off or else right. I'm not going to be in it. Go ahead. Go ahead. And RJ, are you doing, um, I know now that you're in charge of the sausage rubs and apparels, is a lot of the business coming in through the underdog printing as well as your own brand? Yeah, some of it is. Yeah. So, so kind of, a behind the scenes look at how the business works is, is you have the restaurant here in Erie. It's its own entity. It's its own little franchise restaurant. Um, and obviously the goal is to franchise the restaurant here, hopefully soon, sooner than later. And then there's an entity that is the sauces, rubs and apparel. That's the one that I'm part of. Um, mm -hmm. And I, and I work one-on-one -on -one with Glenn. So obviously we're handling the sauces. So my job is to work with the manufacturers, whoever's doing our sauces, ordering it in. Um, my team at Iron Empire, we uh, handle all the online fulfillment. So if you go oh, on cool. underdogbarbecue.com and order online, it's actually us. We're doing it. And we're, we're so getting cool. a management fee from underdog for handling the online fulfillment because we know how to do it. Yeah. Um, when the restaurant needs sauces, they reach out to me. So that's where I make, so the restaurant buys their sauces from my company then. And then obviously anything online, we handle the sauce fulfillment for that. So then the apparel side of things, I've got it into where when the restaurant needs shirts, they order through Iron Empire. And mm -hmm. we're like the official distributor for the apparel for Underdog. So let's say in the next year, 10 franchises open. Every franchise is going to be responsible and have to order their apparel through Iron Empire. And that's how Glenn sees the companies growing and, and really being able to take advantage of, of what we've done. Sure. Awesome. I mean, I don't know if you've considered it or not, but I know that there's uh, different like hot sauce companies and things like that in the promotional products industry as a supplier. Maybe you guys, uh, you know, can, join the industry as a, as a, you know, a sauce supplier. Well, that was one of the things, that was one of the things I noticed. You guys had very quick branding on all of your sauces and everything. Like that's, the, I mean, this, this industry, like you could literally be, be private labeling sauces yeah, I, I even saw the banner that went up. You I know. know. Like I'm all like, the, every, you know, your promo, promo people. So we see promo. it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was rib fest was happened very quick. And, and that was my job was the layout and the look of the rib fest tent. Yeah. And I I've attended the rib other rib fest um, events here before. So I knew that we would be allowed nothing like them, but I said, okay, in a time frame and a budget, how can I get, everything done to brand or like make this look like it's professional. Um, so we're able to throw all that together fairly quick. And, um, and again, you got to keep in mind, we finished filming again, like early June and it aired, I think in August of that same year, but we didn't know up until about a month that was going to be for discovery. 
So now it's like, oh, hey, by the way, you have to have a professional website done and ready because you are going to get thousands of orders, yeah. right? We had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. No <laughs> fucking idea. So I want to say that we did around the month of the second month uh, of the show, like the four episodes that were within that month of when Underdog came out, the finale. I mean, an online e-commerce sales just for through Underdog, I think we did like 110 gram in a month for mm -hmm. sauces and apparel. And like... For us, that we, we, I just, I didn't know what the hell to do. We were literally working out of a warehouse because if you remember, I closed my store in July and I didn't open up until November. Yeah. So that time frame of when the show was going on, I didn't have a store. So we were renting warehouse <laughs> space to do all these online orders out of. We just literally, we just had to rent warehouse space for two months to be able to fulfill everything. Wow. Yeah, Cause you didn't make excuses. That's why that's something yeah. I, that resonated. You know, he said, don't make excuses. And you didn't, you just fucking did it. And can we say that we finally have someone on the show that cusses more than me? <laughs> I think I, I, found my, I think I found my spirit animal. You guys. <laughs> it's funny. I, I we're working with um, a group of um, uh, students right now. Um, anywhere from, uh, you know, eighth grade in the high school uh, they're called urban university. They're with the city mission here. And it's, you know, inner city, you know, kids that are looking to do a little bit better with their lives. And um, we're the first business to do this program. So they're actually learning the screen printing process right now. It's over cool. Uh, cool. 10 weeks. It's six students. So they bring them in twice a week and we're helping them create a screen or uh, clothing business. And um, so it's like literally yesterday I'm with them and I'm like, obviously I can't talk the way I do. And I go from <laughs> one day, you know, working with kids. <laughs> to doing podcasts like this and like getting out all the f-bombs i can because tomorrow totally when I'm with them, purge, I can't be doing just it. purge it yeah. Yeah. that's you're, um, you're, you're in good company that's for sure totally fine yeah so are you doing contract decorating then for other folks in our industry like are, are you looking to to put out any type of plugs or anything so we'd be more than happy to, to help out any way we can um so as far as like um um like if, if a distributor in our industry wants to get shirts printed or something like that, you know, are, are you taking those kind of orders or? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's funny because right now, 90% of what iron empire does as a whole is custom screen printing for other people. Okay. Like right now, I, that's cool. the only reason why I'm at my house right now doing this. Normally I'd be at my store. It's just fucking insane right there. I mean, there's just, we're too busy for our own good. People are running around like chickens with their head cut off. There's boxes, shirts everywhere. Obviously, you know, what a you know a print shop probably looks like but there's just too much going on there that i wouldn't be able to focus and, and do this so um 90 of what we do is custom printing for other people um we're still new so i haven't gotten into like contract printing yet like getting the contracts and bidding and stuff i don't know really much about that and um we haven't even started uh diving into um what's the word like the pens and uh you know glasses and cups like okay. obviously we can outsource that and take that business in if we wanted to we're just not big enough to be able to even handle that right now everything we're doing is just strictly screen printing um you know anything that we can do that on well so, rj i've been in this industry for 17 years i've been on all sides of it if you ever need any help or if you have any questions or anything please reach out i've been on the distributor side i've been on the screen printing side of it i've been on the apparel side and something that you just said i know we're getting late on time but i wanted to mention it um I love that you're working with all these, these kids. Um, Promo Kitchen is a, a group in our industry that is putting out this scholarship right now. And it's for people that wanna maybe do more creative stuff um, if they wanna go to this art school or take a course or anything. And I would love to 
send you that information and have maybe one or a couple of your kids uh, apply for that because they're, they're Absolutely. yeah, it's amazing opportunity. And it's based off one of our friends that we lost in, in December to cancer. Oh, okay. She was like the creative bone to this industry. So yeah, one of the, one of the students, he's, have you ever, guys ever seen Blindside, the movie? Yeah. yeah. The yeah. Football? Mm-hmm. yeah. He reminds you a little bit of him. Okay. Big kid. Michael yep. Big, huge, you know, too big for his age. He's only 16 years old. So soft spoken, talks real soft, but looks like he can just like, you know, the first time I met him, I'm like, you're not going to hurt me, are you? Um, <laughs> and uh, just, just always smiling and laughing. And, and it was two classes ago. He pulled, he said, Mr. RJ, can you come over here? And I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's like, no, no, over here. He's, he was too like shy to talk in front of everyone else about it. He's like, would you ever consider hiring a 16 year old? I'm like, I'm like, all right, his name's Jay Lynn. I go, all right, Jalen. I'm like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm like, we're going to get through this class. If you do well, if you attend every time, and if you're here every day and you do well, and your teachers, the, the people who run this, this class, this program, all give you thumbs up and unanimously agree. I'm like, I'll give you a job at Iron Empire at the end. Um, and he's a success story in his own. So he sounds like he, he just lost his mother about a year ago. Um, and so he's going through it. But um, he's the senior kid in the class. So he's been in this program for six years now. So he has the most seniority out of all six kids. So it's almost mm. perfect to be able to take him, let him go through this class, and then give him a job, even if it's a small part-time job, folding shirts, boxing shirts, whatever it is, giving him something to do to show all these other kids like, hey, this could be you. Like, keep up with it over the next couple of years because you can end up getting a job through these programs. Um, so we're really excited to kind of see where that takes us with awesome. the kids. Awesome. Well, but yeah, definitely send me that info though. I'd I will. That. I definitely will. I'll get that over to you. Would you guys have any other questions for RJ? We'll wrap this up going on 40 minutes. I mean, tons, but I, I, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Do you guys have a rapid fire? Um, yeah, I got one. I didn't tell RJ we were doing it, but. <laughs> so. Uh, we, we like to end our show with a, a rapid fire question. We always like to put people on the spot and it's like, it could be anything. Like literally you could be Googling something and just ask us. And we just, first thing that comes to your mind and like, that's it. And it could be funny. It could be nothing related to what we talked about or could have everything related to what we're talking about. So you want to go first, Steven? I can. Okay. All right. Choose your meat. Ah, damn it. <laughs> yours really? Yes. Ribs, brisket, pulled pork, or chicken? Because those are the four that I, I kept seeing you guys selling yeah. at, the, at the fair. I felt like your brisket was your best seller, which is crazy, right? I think so. Are the ribs, the ribs won the contest. Yeah, um, yeah. But I'm not a fan of ribs. I mean, I'll eat them, but they're not my favorite. Right. I would, or pulled pork. I'll say yeah. pulled pork. Pulled pork, me too. I would say brisket or pulled pork. What about you, Stephen? You gonna go ribs? I was, I was either ribs or brisket. But the brisket sandwich sounded really good. So, yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at. All right, RJ, I'll go next. What's right. uh, what's your favorite kind of sauce for your meat? Uh, peach bourbon. It's a really I like sweet. I can't do spicy. Um, our peach bourbon is our best seller, hands down, and it's probably one of our best tasting. Peach bourbon. All right, sounds delicious. Right. Steven, what's your what's your kind of sauce? Um, usually I'm a Kansas City barbecue. Uh, sweet. <laughs> I like right. a, I like a Carolina barbecue. I like something vinegary. Really? Yeah. How about you, Meg? 
I don't know. You got to my refrigerator and I, you think my boyfriend is like a sauce connoisseur. Like there's like 90 different sauces. I made him throw them out before I would let him buy any more, to be honest. So I, I like I it. Like I Christmas. No. You can get him some underdog, uh, some underdog oh, sauce. Yes, I definitely can. Yeah. <laughs> I will allow that in my refrigerator. We have a whole garage refrigerator just for his damn sauces. So, um, all right. What's your favorite brand of t-shirt, RJ? You just took my question. Um, ah, sorry. I'm not allowed well, to <laughs> when, when things are in stock and easy for me to buy, which is not much right now, um, I like the Bella Canvas. Yeah. Um, specifically their uh, um, CVCT. Oh, my gosh. I, I love that one. Yeah. yeah. Really nice. I know the whole during the whole show, I was like, that's the next level T-shirt. That's a Bella Canvas hoodie. And then right before the pre-show, I was like, that's independent trading, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's the promo nerd in me. So, God. Jeff, what would you say? Bell and Canvas is my favorite t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, I'm between the 3001 CVC or maybe even the 3600, the next level. Okay. Both, both good I ones. Okay. Yeah. I have to say definitely the tri-blend from the Bell Canvas is probably my favorite as well. So, all right. <laughs> all right, RJ, what you got for us? Well, you took my question, so I'm just going to kind of offset <laughs> or go off that one. So um what about color what, what's your favorite color of shirt to wear Ooh. and what style mm. like for instance the gray like the next level tri-blend that gray looks and feels different obviously than like the 3600 or whatever the hell mm. it is so what shade and color do you like hmm. yeah. I'm gray or black all the time i feel like i just but i like greens we did the greens today so but yeah i don't know that's hard yeah, the, the color color shirt that I like to wear is definitely different than my favorite color. Uh, that's for sure. So, uh, I guess color shirt that I would typically prefer is probably like a charcoal gray, you know, something like a darker gray, you know. Yeah, he even had his PMS chart out. Yeah, I was yeah, I was going through my uh, my Pantone swatch book here. Um, he a heathered gray, so not a solid gray. Um, darker than sport but not as dark as uh the dark heather grays so, so there's like an in-between one and that some of the pieces are offered in the tri-blend that's probably my yep. go-to okay yeah what about you rj military green yeah, All of yeah. Mil that, that's you can see right here i got a lot of clothes right now that are military green and probably that's too much i think I, every day i'm wearing something <laughs> that's that color that's a really good point, actually. I happen to like uh, like desert drab or or military green, like olive type of type of colors. They, Me they... Too. One of my favorite T-shirts I made for one of my um, fighters a while ago was like it was I think it was 2016, and his fight was like right around the election, the last election, not this past one. And so I did like Strangler for president on the next level military green. It was like a really cool badass design. So I still wear that, and this is like four years later. So I I really like that one too. Yeah. So uh, again, just want to mention that we were brought to you today by TechWeld USA, made in a world filled with worry regarding overseas products. Uh, they offer many USA-made products to help separate themselves from the, from the promotional product pack. Uh, look, this year, custom packaging has been huge, uh, and TechWeld is certainly leading the pack there. They love to create new every day with their custom packaging division. Uh, it's a great example of that. So each box takes on a life of its own, and uh, you know they, they work to meet your custom needs for specifications regarding packaging. Uh, and you, they've, they've also uh, really cornered the market, I think, in, in their, their kits, 
you know, kits and, and drop ships and things like that are huge right now with uh, the world that we're still currently living in, even though there's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but they've got a great kit division. Uh, you know, they're come kit around with us. They've got an EVA bag, a PVC tent pouch, PVC tube, organza bag, a pillow pouch, a BTL202, which is a 30 ounce tumbler. They've also got a retro lunchbox and you can, you know, do your kits and all of these, these different items. Uh, so not many players in the industry are focusing too heavily on kits, which really allows them to hone in on the market for those products and expand uh, on their kit line that they've already got. So be sure to check them out at techweld.com. Uh, look, if you're looking for an East Coast uh, or Northeast uh, screen printer, check out Iron Empire Clothing for sure. Uh, RJ kicks ass. If you're looking for some badass uh, barbecue sauce, check uh, Underdog Barbecue out. Um, and I think that wraps it up for today's show, guys. Anything else? Nope. Um, I, the last thing I was, we were talking about the other day, I wanted to show this picture <laughs> of RJ's face when they, <laughs> when he was like, my name's not Glenn Bryant. And he was like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> All right, say what now? <laughs> we're like, well, who are you? <laughs> yeah. I'm yep. like, he's cool. I'm going to show that. <laughs> it was just the funniest thing. So that's all. That was, yep. <laughs> There was a lot of those pictures sent to me. I wanted to show you a lot of those. They're like, your face was priceless right there. It is. It is. You are a really good sport. We're all proud of you. Glad that you were Thank part you. of our industry. Like proud to know you. Yeah. And, and thanks again for coming on the show. Really appreciate Definitely. it. Great Definitely. job, man. Come out to Erie sometime. Any Definitely of you guys come out to Erie, let me know. We'll, we'll get a barbecue. Definitely. We'll go live. spots? Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm you guys got to do a little tour. Yeah. Like start traveling while you're a podcast and, and do it. From good. Oh, that'd be sweet. Well, Meg, you and I aren't actually that that far from Erie, so I mean, we could probably make that happen. Stephen, you'd have to, you know, try. All right, I think we can get you out of out of the car. Yeah, we had to twist his arm. Yeah, Meg, you have um, to let Aliana know. All right. So, Okay. Gotcha. For sure. All right. So look, guys, if you're if you're looking uh, or interested in checking out the show as well, it's Undercover Billionaire on Discovery Plus. Uh, and I'm sure there's other places you can catch it as well. But that's where I saw it. And I think Megan and, and Steven, you both called it there as well. But uh, really awesome show. Incredible journey. And RJ, like Meg said, uh, incredible to have you on with us. Thank you so much for your time, man. Yeah, no, thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Take care, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.